Yes Have Some podcast is excited to tell our listeners about Dr. Pepper and the brand new collectible cans from Spider-Man Far From Home. Collectors, it's time to make that decision. Are you going to drink these Dr. Peppers or are you going to leave them mint in package? Either way, you got to collect all five cans available now, including the new limited time flavor, Dr. Pepper Dark Berry, featuring Mysterio. Get your hands on all five of the new Spider-Man Far From Home cans from Dr. Pepper, available at Walmart. From the corner penthouse of Spook Central, all the way to Star Killer Base, this is Yes Have Some Podcast. Do I? Yes, have some. Yes, have some. You know, they told me you people were conceited douchebags. The only place in the multiverse where you can love the book, hate the movie, but still buy all the toys. I'm afraid you're just too darn loud. I'm not looking for a friend. I'm looking for a Jedi master. A what? Please remember to hold on to your butts and get ready to get stressed. With your hosts, Craig Goldberg, Abigail Gardner, and Jacob Walsh them doing one line of dialogue we could just be like hey can you film this for us like do it. yeah it would just be like the stupidest fan film but it will be like hey we'll we'll make it we'll make the beginning of it the same as all the other georgia ghostbusters where it's like down 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 ghostbuster listen yeah. what it'd be called it'd be called like you know part three just like all of them you know all right. the ha, georgia ha, ghostbuster ha. fan films or part, three. For a part three i love it i, love I it. like it be amazing well, listen, na, 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 na. now that we've planned our uh our big <laughs> secret fan film starring the entire original <laughs> cast of ghostbusters dude we got a lot of them it's time to start kurt fuller yes have yeah. some let's do it episode yes 151 151 are we recording? We're yeah. recording. Secret oh, recording. Okay. <laughs> Here's the thing, Jake. It's all good. It's all gold. So we're recording it's it. It's all good. gold. I didn't say anything bad. We're good. We're good. Cool, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't make fun of anybody. No. Not yet. I didn't yet. step away from the microphone. Thanks, everybody, for joining <laughs> us. Have some podcasts. Welcome to the show. My name is Craig Goldberg. I am hosting this shindig with Abigail Gardner. What's up, guys? Jacob Walsh. Yep. And, uh, man, we, we're on a podcast marathon. We just did a Patreon episode. Yep. It's going to be up soon. Where we talked about the origins of Yes Have Some podcast. Mm-hmm. No stone We couldn't even get all the way through it. No. no. It's going to be a, t- a two-parter. A, a two yeah. split-ski. Yeah. There's uh, some fun stories in there that I – there's stuff in there that I completely forgot about. Yeah. I'm glad I'm glad we did that. There's some stuff that okay. I don't remember because it happened during a different time in my life. So, yeah, mm-hmm. you yeah. should join up. Sign yeah. up. If join you Patreon to, to get in, in the goods. Listen, if you want to get on those Patreon <laughs> bonus episodes, you know what to do. Yeah. You either go to patreoncom slash. Yes, have some sign up five dollars a month. Get you the entire archive of bonus episodes. We're coming up on our year anniversary, which is crazy. Whoa. And then you get two to three uh, bonus episodes a month. And listen, folks, we're going to California for a week. There will be bonus episodes. There will be stories to tell. Things that we... Videos. There's going to be all kinds of stuff. Uncensored material. Uncensored material. We're going to illegally film inside the Museum of Death. YHS Gone Wild. Right. Okay. (laughs) Does that mean you're going to... Yeah, that means I'm going to carry a camera around and I'm going to... 
like okay, boss so you two into doing really stupid. It's gonna shit. be one of those things where it's like oh, it's gonna it. be it's gonna be like all right, Craig, you stand right here so they can't see me take a picture of this dead body. 100%. That kind of stuff, dude. Yes, that's happening, right? You stand here while <laughs> hey, I climb. Are this we getting structure. kicked out? Remember the time we were uh, on the Jurassic Park ride and Abby got yelled at for having her phone out? That's yeah. gonna happen. And then I came back Four a year later and I put a yes have some sticker on that ride. Yep. Because yeah. I don't care. It How, didn't stick because it was wet. It's a wet ride. <laughs> it's a wet ride. <laughs> uh, but it so was yeah. real fun. Uh, we, we've got a lot of fun stuff planned for our trip and we're, we're going to try to do as much as, uh, exclusive content as we can. So if you want to get in on Patreon, you're going to go to patreon.com slash yes have some. Oh, shoot. We got a lot going on in our lives, people. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are two and a half weeks from Ghostbusters Fan Fest. Fuck. We've got... So much happening. We've got a new Ghostbusters movie coming up. There's a Terminator trailer coming up tomorrow. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. I have hey, to get by up the way, that, Hey, can we talk about that poster for a minute? Uh, yeah, let's talk yeah, about it. Yeah, let me look at it. It's the laziest, lamest word. Like, if that is the first look at our new Terminator that's supposed to be like, hey, this is right after Judgment Day. We're skipping everything else. That is the laziest shittiest poster I've ever fucking seen. The I, picture, the picture of, um, Linda uh, Hamilton, uh, Linda Hamilton. Yeah. That photo is like the first photo they showed us of her. Like that picture is just the photoshopped yeah. first look that we got months ago of her. It's not, I'm just like, this looks like we made this in 10 minutes. I just don't, procreate. you know, there's That's another, there's uh they released a new poster today for um Far From Home that just wasn't I I I it's hard for me to judge movie posters in general. This well, listen, we're print collectors, we're into the alternative art, we're into Mondo. Uh but objectively movie posters just aren't great for the most part. Yeah. So Yeah, yeah. For uh, sure. But I agree with they you. They should be better is what I think as fans of movies. What's the name of the, the artist who did all the super famous movie posters? Drew Struzan. There you go. Yeah. Um, and I mean, and even, but you can, there, there's plenty of artists out there who, who would, you know, love to be painting or, or drawing movie posters and it would be amazing. But even if you, even though the world has gone the Photoshop route, you could still do something better than an old picture we've already seen of Linda Hamilton you know, oddly standing in the middle of a badly photoshopped road. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, I'm like, oh, you, you, they've been talking, uh, they've been hyping up this new Terminator so much about how they want to make sure. Cause you know, the last two or three have been pretty Garbage. awful. And yeah. They, they're, they're really heavily relying on like, Hey, this is back to Terminator. And then they show us the shittiest fucking garbage poster. They can like, that's what you, who okayed that? Yeah. Ugh. Zero fucks. Ooh. Hey, fuck why do you think I didn't put the fucking poster on the fuck budget? <laughs> Going negative. Dude, yeah. Um, Whoa. I'm not expecting much. I, I'm going to get up early and do a um, reaction video to the trailer. So there you go. There you go. Get used to it. Let the trailer Let speak. Let it roll. Let it roll. Um, so, yeah, we got a lot going on. We're, we're, we got some fun stuff coming up. Uh, we're, we're I, uh, there's a lot. I don't even know what to say. Dan Ackard's talking. We're talking a about lot. that. He's talking a lot. So much shit. There's a there's a lot of stuff happening. In, there's so much happening in the world of Ghostbusters that it's like hard. I want to give these topics like adequate time, but we cover so much. Like there was that announcement today that I don't even. There's some video game called Coaster. Is that what it's called? Mm-hmm. It's suppo- It's like Roller Coaster Tycoon. 
Okay. But it's like a new version of it. But they're adding Ghostbusters downloadable content where like. You can make a Ghostbusters theme park? Kind of. Oh, I like that. And Dan Aykroyd and William Atherton are doing voices. Planet Coaster. Planet Coaster. What? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, that's cool. That sounds awesome. Are you playing the video? I mean, yeah. Try and. Our listeners will love this. Just gonna listen They're to gonna Rome. love it. They listen you know to Abby watching a video. Wait. Yeah, there's fucking Ghostbusters music. All right, listen. Shh. Got the ecto. Oh, cool. All right, there you have it. Downloadable content coming to Planet Coaster. All right. Cool. Downloadable content. If you got some money, All you right. want to spend it. Planet Coaster. Hey, Jake, I have a question for you. Okay. How excited are you for the Ray Parker Jr. concert that is closing out Ghostbusters Fan Fest? <laughs> I, I dream about it. Mm-hmm. I literally dream about it. I just think it's the coolest thing ever. Um, I <clears throat> I know at one year at Dragon Con, there was a little bit of a there was a little bit of talk among the PKE uh, surge group where we were trying to see if we could get, it was a, I think it was when um, he was going on tour with the bus boys. Right. Right. And they, they're the guys who do the, the cleaning up the town song. Right. Yeah. And, and since they were doing a tour together, we were trying, we tried to reach out to get them at dragon con one year. Cause we were just like, what would it be like if we there was a room at Dragon Con, Ray Parker Jr. doing the Ghostbuster theme, and just all of us and our ghosts? Like, would that not? Can you think of anything cooler mm-hmm. or more fun than doing that? Yes, and, it didn't and I work can think out. of it, and I just thought of it right now. Oh, okay. What is it? Ray Parker Jr. performing at FanFest with <laughs> Dan Aykroyd on stage. Oh. That's going to happen. With a yeah. harmonica. That's oh going God. to happen. The Dan Takeover? Yes. Guys, what if they asked me to play drums? You guys do it. I'm getting on that stage. Guys, how many times has Abby tried to rush a stage and pull back by Craig? Yes. Abby's going to stage dive and crowd surf. Oh, 100%. With a proton pack. No, I'm not. I don't know if it's... I don't know if... Sorry. Anyways. Okay. Oh, we have fun. We're done. Listen. Um... I'm one of those people like I'm I'm the my brother called me recently and he was we we're talking about golf. Sorry everybody. Oh cool. But we were we were making fun of how pe- dudes who go to like professional golf tournaments always dress up like they're playing golf. And my me and my brother were laughing about it. Like they wear golf shoes and a That's polisher. exactly what we do when we go to conventions. Were, hold on though. You're making fun of people who just go to watch golf when you yourself play golf. No. I'm not making fun of them for watching golf. I'm making fun of them for dressing like golfers. As if, <laughs> as if at some at point, point. if at some point Tiger Woods is going to come over and be like, "Hey, man, you want to hit a few?" Like, <laughs> and it's the same logic I just used of, you know, what if Ray Parker's drummer breaks his wrist and they need a fill in? Dude, who are you going to call, Craig? That's. Can we ask Eric? Is there a drummer here? We need a drummer. <laughs> We're like, I don't know. Craig's the only drummer. Yeah, I'm the only one. <laughs> I'm a drummer. I, you like have drumsticks in your pocket for some dude, reason. Dude, here's Wait, what happens. What's this is how it plays out. Whiplash. 
You motherfucker. Oh, did I steal it? You stole my I joke. I stole it. Fuck. <laughs> you can still do it. You can still do it. And it's over. Okay. The joke is over. I couldn't remember his name. I know. I wanted to say William H. Macy and H. John Benjamin, but it's J. not. J.K. Simmons. J.K. Simmons. Yes. There you go. Well, for, for everybody who. Really fucked that one up. Yeah, Sorry, Craig. Thank you. Okay. We can move on. I was going to say it would be funny if they announced that J.K. Simmons was going to be in the new Ghostbusters movie. And then I was on stage drumming and I made eye contact with me <laughs> and, he, or with him, and then he threw a symbol at me. It's still good. It's still good. It's kind of good. I hope he's I hope he gets cast in that movie so bad. Yeah. I think he will. I, I think, think he so. will. I think he's going to play um, uh, Lieutenant Detective Gordon, whatever his fucking name is. <laughs> <laughs> Lieutenant Detective Gordon. That's his name. Okay. Um, cool. So if you can't tell, we're excited about FanFest. Mm-hmm. We all think the exact same way because there's Sorry, no there's no reason that the two of us at the exact same time decided to make a J.K. Hey, Simmons joke and <laughs> FanFest <laughs> joke about me drumming, but oh, we did. did. And, and I was okay. just about to say J.K. Simmons. I'm watching that movie tonight. <laughs> okay. All right. Dude, so me too. We're not going to beat around the bush. Which is a weird phrase. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Before we get into this fuck budget, anything else? Time is money, as I once said. As you famously said to Trevor Morgan once, time is money. I don't know Did why. You I, said that. That. I think you edited that out because you were like, that's stupid. We gotta, get, we gotta get Trevor back on the show soon. Yeah. I like Trevor Morgan a lot. The For first real? time he was on, I was. Sometimes when you're having conversations, especially with an interview, you're trying to segue and transition and also do small talk. And for some reason I said, well, Trevor, as we know, time is money. <laughs> and Abby just looked at me like I was a fucking asshole. <laughs> and I was, cause why would I say that? It's because we were trying really hard to get Trevor to talk about Jurassic park. And it was pretty obvious. He didn't want to talk about Jurassic park. We were trying to make him our friend. I remember. <laughs> well, I, Abby I somebody like thought we're William H. Macy was going to be a fan for us. You know what? <laughs> what are you, what are you going on here? I wish I lost a chapstick. Abby lost chapstick a chapstick. Cap. You know what? We it's... are wild. All right, so this is I what can we're afford, gonna do. You can well, afford I just more. gone wild. I don't know where my chapstick cap is. <sighs> I'm a part of every franchise. I'm a part of every Ghostbusters. Um, speaking of that, thank you to Chris Stewart mm-hmm. of Proton Charging and the Ghostbusters Interdimensional Cross Rip mm-hmm. for sending us patches. Flaming patches. The flaming patches. Uh, that was very generous of him. Very cool. He will uh, now receive. Uh, <laughs> On his deathbed, <laughs> he will receive total consciousness. That was my Bill Murray impression. What'd you guys That's think? Not, that was not one of your better impressions. I don't think it was as good, yeah. Well, yeah. he wasn't trying very hard. I like a different impression more. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Okay, cool. So what we're going to do is go on to the fuck budget here because we've got a lot to cover. We've got some big... These aren't small topics we got going on here. These are big ones, right? Yeah, yeah, they're, they're good. Uh, yeah. good ones. They're big. I'd say yes. I feel they're like we're hitting, we're hitting on some things. Most four out of the five of these we could spend a whole episode talking about. So yeah. I just want to get into it. Does that sound okay to you guys? Let's do it. Fuck, fuck, mother, mother, fuck, mother, mother, fuck, mother, mother, fuck, fuck. We'll do it live. Fuck it. I don't give a fuck. All right. So it's time for the yes, have some fuck budget, the fun segment where we take five topics relevant to our interests. We break them down 
Abby, Jake each have 10 fuck bucks to spend. They cannot spend more than their allocated fuck bucks on any of these given topics. And as always, there is no fuck bank. There is no fuck credit cards. Ooh, I want to buy an old ATM and make it the YHS fuck budget ATM that dispenses <laughs> fuck bucks. Fuck bucks. I just decided that. Fuck bucks? I said fuck bucks, but I'm going to go ahead and say that was an accident. I meant to say fuck bucks. Hey, you know what the opposite of fuck What's bucks fuck are? Butt? Butt fucks. Butt fucks? Episode 151. <laughs> <laughs> the episode where we finally said... Butt fucks. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. All right. Stop. Here we go. We need to do a fuck oh, budget. Fuck. Stop swearing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Are we ready for topic one? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. The brand new trailer for season three of Westworld dropped during Game of Thrones this week. Or not during it. Not the middle of the episode. They didn't play the People list. would have been really complaining a lot. Uh, so we got the new trailer for season three of Westworld. It's out. People seem to be reacting to it. Jacob Walsh, when it comes to season three of Westworld's trailer, starring Aaron Paul of Breaking Bad fame, how many fucks do you give? Hear me out. <laughs> All right. I gave this zero fucks. Um, zero No fuck. comment. Listen, listen. The first season of Westworld, um, I think, is amazing. I think from start to finish, <clears throat> the first season, it's very great. It's very fun. It, I, I have rewatched it. All the acting is amazing in that show. There's some really weird twists and turns happening. Um, I felt the one thing that I felt was a little weird with season one was how quick they jump into, you know, letting the robots and the androids and everything kind of revolting and figuring out, Mm -hmm. you know, what is happening. It kind of like completely shuts down your whole story. Like, I mean, it's good if you're only going to do one season, but I, when, when season two started, it felt super weird. It felt like they, it felt like they did not know what to do with the show because they had already, you know, they've already reached that point where it's like it's over. Westworld's over. Um, I didn't even I don't think I watched past the third episode of season two. I hated it. I didn't think it was good. It wasn't is like intriguing. The The best part about season one is um, Dolores and how amazing she, uh, how amazing that actor is and watching her go, you know, from like this just robot who's happy to be doing the same thing over and over to like her learning and figuring things out and kind of becoming more like it's such a fun and well executed arc. And then it's all over. Yeah. And then season two seems so weird because it really felt like they didn't know what they were doing. I stopped watching it. And now this, I don't give a shit about this. It looks completely, I will watch it. I'll, I'll try, I'll try to check it out. Maybe I'll go back and try to rewatch season two, but I'm like, I don't, this is not Westworld anymore. This is like, this is like, let's try to fix something. We fucked up. I don't know. Like I just don't, I, zero fucks. Yo, I feel you, Jake. I put down initially, I wrote zero fucks, but I adjusted that to half a fuck. I'm giving half a fuck to this trailer. So you're talking about a 50 cent piece. A point five, Yeah, 50 cent. Fuck. 
Um, so I, uh, I still haven't finished season two of Westworld, just like you, Jake. I fell off super hard. I loved the first season. Um, I remember thinking the show had a lot of promise. It had the number one thing that drew me was Dolores' storyline, plus the idea of the um, uh, droids or whatever, robots, you know, gaining consciousness and becoming prescient and like inner in their re- rebellion was something yeah. that I wanted to be slow rolled just like you. And I f- remember watching that first episode of the second season and just having zero interest in there not being any driver motivation for the characters. So I can't give that many fucks. I did. However, I thought this trailer Dolores is in it. And that said something really funny earlier today about this trailer. Yeah, you said you did. That. Yeah. When you threw text, are you talking about what she said through text message? Yeah. Oh, that yeah i said that i had i stopped this trailer twice because i thought it was the wrong trailer i was like this is it this is not westworld is this a follow-up to breaking did, Bad? It, what the- did it not did it not just feel like a fucking i was like oh cool is this a bad blade runner ripoff yeah it's i bad. don't know man like to me to me besides dolores like watching uh william and watching the man you know who we you yeah. know, we are the same person, but those three, those three plot lines in the first season and those three actors are just, it's all like beautiful, mm-hmm. but it's all done. It's like, fuck it. That's not what we're getting anymore. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I just don't think I care. I know that Lena Waithe is going to be in this new season and she's pretty cool and I like her. Um, I, obviously, Jesse from Breaking Bad, what's his name, Aaron Paul is going to be in it. That's fine. But yeah, I, it wasn't like the most wow of a trailer. It was just kind of a like ho-hum, dystopic, futuristic type robots hanging out deal. Um, I don't know that it's going to be something I like set aside or set, a ti- set aside time to watch necessarily. Yeah. So that's where I stand. Not much else to say, Craig. What about you? Well, I'm eating a fruit snack. So much we can I hear. Yeah. So much I care about it. Oh, listen. <laughs> it's whatever. There's fin- other things that I give more of a fuck about in this budget. So uh, I same. Didn't, yeah, did same. also didn't finish season two. I thought the trailer was pretty well done. For all we know, that's like the first 20 minutes of the first episode, and then it moves on to something else. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that the sci-fi western like uh, confluence like that those two elements blending together is what I really liked. So seeing that it's a completely different, you just handed me a bunch of fruit snacks and you expect me to not take them all. Um, I'm sorry, I didn't know. Term- <laughs> Craig is like a oh, what is the term for when you give a gift and you then I can't don't don't <laughs> oh my god do we have to cut that I just keep probably it's, a, it's literally a Seinfeld quote so yeah, yeah, I'm not. Yeah. It's a Seinfeld quote. Oh, my God. Fruit snacks. Westworld. I legitimately <laughs> forgot what I was talking about. You're going to have to cut it. No, I'm not cutting th- shit. No, I, think we were, I think we were moving to we're, the next we're wrapping uh, up. topic. On the Second budget. topic. This is Second the one topic. I've been wanting to talk about. Is yeah. it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Because it's my fucking idea. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about Westworld when we did that. That was fun. In a recent interview, okay. Uncle Dan Aykroyd says he has written a script for Ghostbusters High. Which would be a 1960s set prequel featuring Peter Venkman, Egon Spangler, Ray Stantz in high school, first meeting. And uh, he says that he's written the script. He's turned it in 
to Jason Reitman. I don't know. The the, the wording in the interview is weird. This is all bullshit. I'm <laughs> sorry. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. He said that they might do he it. He said it's on his desk, but it's also way, way down the list. Pro- way down. It's literally <laughs> one sheet of paper, probably, that has the word <laughs> Ghostbusters high on it. I'm sure Jason Reitman's like, cool. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Dan. Thanks, Dan. Thanks, Dan. We're going to put this on the fridge, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Do you this, remember your lines yet, Dan? <laughs> this is not the first time Dan Aykroyd has mentioned Ghostbusters High. Um, I think we've touched on it before. Yeah. Uh, this is not the Ghostbusters High I had the idea for. Yeah. Because everybody knows that my idea for Ghostbusters High is just a complete ripoff of Extreme Ghostbusters. Yeah. Um, so uh, he says that this would be a prequel. It could be an extended feature or a television series. He also kind of made it seem like Jason Reitman would be helming this series. I'm sure Jason Reitman's like, hey, can I just, like, you know, direct this one movie can I'm I just doing? Do it. Um, but he also mentions that there's a couple other concepts for Ghostbusters. Obviously, we know that they've been talking about the animated movie and such for a while. So, it's like when your parents make promises for you to, like, hang out with, like, other people that you don't want to make or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, you're like, I didn't want to do that. Yeah. Um, is there an exact quote here? We're looking to do this as probably a glorified feature or pilot within the next maybe five years. It would lead on to a television project. He's hoping Reitman can take charge. It's on his desk, but that's years away from this current project. But it's a neat idea for a prequel. Imagine casting the three characters as teenagers. So cool. When Imagine. it comes to Ghostbusters High and uh, Peter, Egon, and Ray as teenagers, Abigail, how many fucks do you give? I gave this two fucks. Because it's Ghostbusters, I have to give it, like, one fuck for sure. But I gave it two because this is subject matter that we just cover a lot on the podcast. Specifically, Craig has pitched his own Ghostbusters High, which is Extreme Ghostbusters. And I actually would rather watch Extreme Ghostbusters as a live-action TV show. Um, I feel like there's probably not much validity to this. Um, I give it fucks because I always enjoy hearing Dan Aykroyd talk about his other projects and what's coming down the pipeline. Jake, that's your cue to say the pipeline in your the pipeline. <laughs> okay, good. Oh, thank, <laughs> thank you. you. You're welcome. The um, I just want to talk to Dan Aykroyd at FanFest about it. I want to be like, what do you? Who do you see casting? I just want to get him at breakfast. He's to a talk little out of touch. He's gonna name oh the t- oh Leonardo DiCaprio, <laughs> Michael Sarah, <laughs> and uh, Brad Pitt. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know, Jake. How many fucks, man? Um. <laughs> I gave it zero fucks, man. This is the same kind of like Dan Aykroyd bullshit that we've been listening to for 15 years. Ghostbusters high is nothing new. He's talked about it before. We know better. Like we know that this is all complete bullshit from Dan. This is not on anybody's desk. There's no script written. It's just an idea that he has had forever. We've heard about it. We have heard him talk about how many things are in line or in works. It's nothing. It's not going to happen. Why can't we just focus on Ghostbusters that's being made? I just gave it zero. Fun. There's there's nothing new here. This is not this is not news. It's just it's just Dan Aykroyd being Dan Aykroyd. This is not news. I mean, it's just Dan Aykroyd being Dan Aykroyd. I feel like. Ivan probably took uh, Jason in a room whenever he decided to do this movie. And he was like, all right, Dan's going to talk a lot of shit. 
Stan's going to say things. He's going to mention a lot of stuff that's not happening. You just got to let him do his thing. Yeah. It's just like we we have heard Dan Aykroyd talk about multiple Ghostbusters projects. It's like it's weird because it feels like I want to be like, Dan, you don't have to do that anymore. The movies it's being made like it, it always it always felt like Dan Aykroyd never wanted to be the one to be like, no, there's nothing happening. So he always kind of had a story or had like it's like, you know, he just had all this wishful thinking and it just feels like maybe he got used to used to all that. So now anytime he gets asked about Ghostbusters, he still wants to be like, oh, well, we're doing this and we're doing this. and We're doing this. And I'm like, hey, you don't have to make shit up anymore. Right. There's actually a movie coming out um, to build on this a little bit. He did also talk about the Jason Reitman movie a little bit. He said it's a, a very I think that he said it was a. Uh, uh, special, heartwarming, and scary uh, script with really scary stuff in it. Um, he kind of alluded to Carrie Coon as being the one to to kind of take the mantle. Um, so, but they didn't really focus on it that much. The one, the thing that I thought was really interesting was his backpedaling on the Paul Feig comments. Mm. Um, as we approach Fan Fest, and we know that Paul Feig will be a guest. Uh, the last time Dan Aykroyd talked about Paul Feig, he was like saying that. Uh, you know, he costs too much. And uh, 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 and this time he was saying uh, basically the same thing, but saying that he was taking the blame as a producer because the one of the producer's roles is to kind of uh, keep track of spending and cost keep costs down, down yeah. and all that kind of stuff. And he's very quick to praise all the cast and all that stuff. So yeah. um, breaking news. Paul Feig will be let back onto the Sony lot <laughs> for FanFest. Yes. And uh, maybe him and Dan will hug it out or something. I hope so, yeah. Yeah, uh, so. I think so. Uh, I personally think that when it comes to the world of Ghostbusters film projects and, and television projects and all that, that the uh, possibilities are very endless and... I think there's a chance one day we might see a Ghostbusters prequel of some sort. I don't think it will be this. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think there's a better chance of the franchise, like, stopping and just not going on anymore before we... I, I just don't... How do you recast... I know a that, 1960s teen dramedy or whatever it would be, like, TV series? I mean, there's not too drama, many questions. Yeah, like, little- for one, <laughs> 1984 Ghostbusters was the first time... They saw a ghost. Unless the whole show is going to be about Ray and witnessing his mass sponge migration. Yeah. Which doesn't, yeah. It just doesn't make a lot of sense. I know it? Star Trek did it and they and, and like, I, I guess there's ways they could do it. And, yeah. But I just, I don't. It's, it's like young Sheldon almost at that point. It's just like, because you're, you're, well, at this point, if you're not going to have ghosts in it, it, if it's not supernatural, it's just going to be like watching Dan Aykroyd, how do you Ramis cast Bill Murray hang out in high school? Nobody wants to. Bill Murray in high school looked exactly like he did his entire life. Like it's just, it's too hard. Yeah. It's too hard. Yeah, Don't do yeah. it. They they fucked it up with Solo too, so it's tough. Don't try it. Yeah, there's no track record of this working. Yeah, let's not experiment <laughs> with Ghostbusters anymore. No more experimentation. All right. Okay. Cool. You guys ready? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Number three. It was announced that scary stories. To Tell in the Dark. Is that what it's called? Mm-hmm. Uh, the director of that upcoming feature being uh, produced and created, uh, adapted by Guillermo del Toro. Mm-hmm. Uh, Andre Overdal 
will be directing the Stephen King adaptation for The Long Walk. Mm-hmm. And that is where my knowledge ends on the subject. So, Jake, <laughs> while I uh, take a break, why don't you tell yeah. me how many fucks you give about <laughs> The Long Walk and Andre or Vidal directing it? Okay. Well, first of all, I don't know much about him. Scary Stories is not out yet. Um, though it does look very fun and I am excited about it. Um, I gave this four fucks, um, because the long walk is, has been one of my favorite Stephen King books. It is very, it is very fucked up. It isn't, it's like Stephen King kind of has two, he, he does, it's either like monsters and horror stuff or it's like detective kind of stuff. And he's kind of leaning very heavily in the, te- the detective stuff in his older age. Mm-hmm. Um, this book is kind of neither while it is kind of a horror story. There are no monsters really. It's just, it's just like, uh, Craig, do you know what the long walk is about? I do. Should um, I talk about it? Should we mention what it is? Yeah, well, I, could, I could kind of explain it. So basically, Mandy Moore and her boyfriend both have cystic fibrosis. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, my God. That I love it? that movie. Is that a Walk to Remember. Oh, that's I watched a walk that with commentary. I was uh, obsessed with it. Jake, uh, give us an synopsis. That's a bonus episode. There's um, a the long, there. Yeah. So The Long Walk is uh, it takes place in a, in a future where um, once a year uh, – a certain amount of young men have to do the long walk and it is basically they start walking and they have to go until there's only one person left. There are like rules where if you stop for a certain amount of time, you know, you get like a flag or you'll get like a warning, you get warnings at the your end of your, after your third warnings, you you just get shot in the face (laughs) and they, uh, and they scoop you off the fucking road and that's it. Um, the winner basically gets, um, um, I can't. A prize of their choice. Of yeah, of whatever they want, basically, and, and people do it for different reasons. Some people want to be rich. Some people want to help their family. You know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, um, and it's just it. it the that's what it is. The, the entire book is is this group of boys, and they're doing the long walk. You hear, you know, different reasons they're getting pulled out of the game. Some sabotaging happening. Like, uh, what happens to you know your mental state. Yep. doing something like this. It is a pretty like it sound like when you're when you're picking up a book where you're like, oh, I'm about to read 300, 400 pages of just kids walking. It sounds very boring, but it's a very good book. It's very great. And I read it probably maybe two years ago. And as soon as I read it, I was like, why isn't there a movie version like this mm-hmm. is what we should be? Why this would be great. And at the time, um, I I read that like Frank Durbont owned the rights to it because he wanted to make it, yeah. which would have been amazing because I, I believe and I've said this before that Frank Durbont is the man to make every single Stephen King adaptation in the world. He, he's very good at it. Um, he, he gets it. He loves that stuff just as much. I think, you know, it's his favorite thing. So I, I thought that that would have been great. It's not him making it. And that's a little bit of a bummer, but I'm glad this is being made. It is very different. It's not like I can't think of another story that it, it, it it's it's just a, it's a it's a unique narrative. And I think uh, I think it'd be good. Yeah, I finished reading uh, The Long Walk today. I took a 
pause. It's fucked up, right? That uh, ending. Fuck, it's fucked yes. Up. And I fucking loved it. I gave it four fucks just like you. I had to go and read about it on Wikipedia. It was Stephen King's first book. He wrote it before Carrie, actually, like chronologically. Um, and I love it because it's like dystopic and it's obviously that like futuristic thing it reminds me of like logan's run or this movie rollerball where it's like the fact or, that um, season three of westworld yeah okay i love the i love it because like the the men on the walk the 100 of them like as they get narrowed and whittled down um all the onlookers um that that watch them like that that's the shit that's like really fucked up i don't know if it was a metaphor for joining the military and for like anti-war sentiment but that's kind of the the vibe that i got as i was reading it um and it was literally like it's it's the kind of stuff that like um it just was i think stephen king does a really good like in like in-depth analysis on the really good things that uh, you live for the things that are like worthwhile in life, like amidst really fucked up shit, the stuff that like that, that gets you through life, like relationships with people and like the bits of humor and like and niceness and conversation. Um, and I think that uh, this book literally like had a lot of really good philosophical, like thoughtful discussion. Um, and also a lot of really fucked up, disgusting shit that I really <laughs> wish I could like actually reference in detail. But all I can say is go and read it. Um, it's, it's not that long. It did take me a while to get it finished, but I, I like killed the last, I think five or six chapters today in one sitting. Um, and I'm very excited to see this on screen because a, my first question after finishing it was, will the walk be co-ed because of, you know, at this point, like in the book, they were oh, all, of course I will. it has yeah. to be, which to me makes it more interesting for my own like reasons. I'll always like to have a female protagonist i also think stephen king writes really good female characters so i was kind of missing that a little bit in this book but also it's like whatever it's just a fucking gritty awesome trudging onward and like breaking down mentally of these guys that you get really close with throughout the entire book um and it leaves you with that like heaviness and like a I just I really enjoyed it and I'm excited to see it on screen. I don't know anything about this director, um, but I think that scary stories to tell in the dark looks good. And I'm just pumped to see this on screen. So, yeah, stoked, man. Y'all are a bunch of traitors. We got Dan Aykroyd talking about Ghostbusters prequels. <laughs> Y'all can't even give a fuck. I gave it. two fucks. <laughs> I kind of threw those fucks away. I actually wish I could give it to the long walk. Some no name director <laughs> from Take some back. book that nobody's ever read. Oh, and also here's my other thing. I love that Stephen King wrote as Richard Bachman for this book. Cause you can still tell it's fucking Stephen King the whole time. Cause he uses all of his little Stephen King isms. Like he talks about the sleepy seeds being in people's eyes. And There's like the dark lights. Like Stephen King is such a like, I, I'm pretty sure it's in know. thinner. Like, I don't know if you've read yeah. thinner was written as, is as Richard Bachman. Yeah. And there is a, there is a section of that boy where, where he kind of makes fun of, he's like, Oh, it's like a Stephen King book. <laughs> I love him. dude. I love I'm like, you that. asshole. I like, yes. uh, I like uh-huh. the, what's it called when a writer does that when they have like a second name, like a, uh, name? it's like, it's a pen name or yeah. a pseudonym. Pseudonym. Yeah, yeah. pseudonym. Yeah. Wait, not. I don't know. Cinnamon. Writers, can writers we, of all right, name. Can we call up Andrew Schaefer? Pen name. Just call him and ask him this dumb question. Nom de plume. <laughs> yeah, you guys had it right. Pseudonym. Yeah. Guys, we're doing good. Good job. Good job. Dictionary. Well, anything else cool. on the long Thanks, walk? Google. I do like, uh, uh, to get Abby to finish a book in one sitting, you just got to put on the fuck budget. 
I didn't want. I next week I'm putting my on. My OCD was like, no, there hey, could be a spoiler ne- in that article. You got to finish the book. Next week Five I'm going to be like, when it comes to the Bible. Shut <laughs> the fuck up. The stand. No, yeah. do not put when the stand up. I need stand. time. I love it. Yeah. All right, cool. Yeah, yeah. I recommend y'all read that. It's good. Cool, cool, cool. Y'all ready for the next? Yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, today, Vanity Fair revealed their entire uh, preview episode, episode issue online of episode nine, The Rise of Skywalker. Bunch of new images, a really, really well done article, interviews with J.J. Uh, Abrams and, and all sorts of folks. Now, before I ask the fucks, because I know the answers to these questions and I can't wait to get them. Okay. I read the entire article twice. Twice? Yeah. Okay. Abigail, did you read? Craig that? can't even. Craig can't even read past first chapter of any Stephen King book. He can read this fucking. This fucking book is as long as the long. You walk, should try online books. Article. What's <laughs> online books? Abby, did you read the article? Yeah, I did. I had to skim towards the end because it was like at that point six thirty, and I was like, "Shit, Same. I need to do Same. my bonus episode prep." Mm-hmm. So I kind of skimmed past some of like the Poe Dameron stuff, and then like got Guys, to the very this end. Is, yes, have some wait, podcasts. We're here for wait. one reason to talk about the pictures. I have notes. I definitely got good information, <laughs> and I did look at all the pictures. Cool. The, yeah. Well, Jake, I read most of the article. Yes. All right, who gives the fox first on this one? I think it's my turn. Abigail, when it comes to this episode nine preview and all of the brand new images we saw and what you read about. Yeah. How many fucks do you get? Three fucks. And that's mostly because of the tidbit I found out, which is that the blue milk cocktail at the new Star Wars Galaxy's Edge is non-dairy. So, Jake, you and I could both enjoy it. And I'm yes! really like, yay! <laughs> yay! Oh, I didn't even look at the pictures. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I'm really, <laughs> I'm really excited. Um, I liked reading this article, for one. I loved looking at the photos. I'm looking at the photos now. Um couple things stand out. Uh, first of all, you see Luke at the very end. I don't know in what capacity he's there, but it's a cool-ass photo. Um, you see John Williams directing uh, his orchestra with a picture of Leia, which is chilling. And the stuff written about her and the scenes that were used from The Force Awakens and how J.J. Abrams used them, that was really interesting stuff from the article. Got me pumped. Carrie Fisher in her, like, cool-ass bounty hunter costume looks really, really cool. Carrie Russell. What did I say? Carrie Fisher. Fisher. Oh, fuck y'all. That's going to be tough. All right. So <clears throat> I also like the picture with like the horse like creatures with Finn and uh, Jana. Are those fathers? Are those the things? No, from- they're called Orbacks. Okay. So they've they've introduced new creatures to ride on. Which, these right. look better than the Fathers to me. They yeah. do, because they're not fucking CGI. Yeah. <laughs> they don't want to, yeah. Oh. I hope that's a practical horse, I imagine. A practical horse? Guys, <laughs> the new Star Wars? <laughs> practical All horses. practical horse. All practical, practical horses. horses. Um, yeah, I want to get Jake's fucks first, and then we can, like, yeah, this have is a, a general, we'll go back and forth. general discussion about it. Jake? Um, listen. <laughs> <laughs> we all know... My struggle with Star Wars. But one day, Craig, one day you were like, I don't think we were. I I don't think this was on an episode. I think this was just on a a phone call or something. We were talking about Star Wars. Maybe it was we were talking about the toys. And you were like, you said, hey, you you love Star Wars. You have a Star Wars tattoo (laughs) on your face. (laughs) And I was like, I do love Star Wars. (laughs) I. 
I gave this five fucks. Whoa. I gave it five fucks. Damn. I think it all looks really good. This is like my favorite kind of stuff to see. Like seeing this is the exact same thing they did with Force Awakens. There was a lot of behind the scenes photos happening, a lot of pictures to show you like, hey, this is not in front of a green screen. In fact, that was one of the things I really liked in the article was there's a whole thing in there about how they were like, you know what? When when George made the prequels, you know, it was all green screen, but that's what he wanted. Like, that's that's how he wanted it to look. And that's how it looked. And they're like, but there's something about being in a real environment and the way the light, you know, will reflect off the sand and onto you know, people and real things. And you just can't get that on a green screen. And he's like, it's very easy to, they say it in there. They're like, you bring a smog machine into a forest. It's a star Wars location. Like anything looks like it can look good and it does look good. And they show us that. And that picture of Luke Skywalker and R2D2 with fire. And I don't know what the fuck is happening, where that picture is from is the best picture I've ever seen. Like it looks so all these pictures look really good. And it got me really excited even knowing, you know, basically nothing about this movie, like this article and those pictures, everything looks super yeah. polished and fancy and it just looks like it should. It looks like Star Wars. It just made me it just made me feel happy for Star Wars. Yeah, I, I agree. I thought it was a really well done article. I thought all the stuff that, you know, Abby mentioned, all the Carrie Fisher stuff. The way that J.J. Abrams talks about repurposing those scenes that were unused from from Force Awakens and how they were able to make them fit in like in a way that kind of, he was kind of like it doesn't even make sense how well it worked. Yeah, he was saying it like yeah. gave him chills and that he felt like um, she was like somehow orchestrating it or whatever. Yeah, it was just like it was really cool. And he, like when J.J. gets it, like J.J. knows the task at hand here, mm-hmm. right? He knows yeah, for sure. he's never going to say it, but he knows that fans didn't hundred percent jive with, uh, TLJ vibes. Yeah. The, the last Jedi. And, and he knows why I feel, I have a, mm-hmm. I think if JJ Abrams would have done the last Jedi with the exact same storyline with all the same stuff, you would have a movie that m- much more people liked. I just mm-hmm. think he gets star Wars in a way He's got a little bit of a better hold on it than probably most yeah, filmmakers do right but, now. Yeah. But I mean, that's not just because of like he makes good movies like he's a great director. So, yeah, um, let's break down some of these images. So um, we got our first like kind of close up shot of the Knights of Ren. Yeah. Uh, which is really cool. Like costumes look cool. Um Ryan Dole sent me a funny message earlier, and he was like, if the Knights of Ren get the Captain Phasma or Boba Fett treatment, I'm going to lose my mind. Because, like, yeah. that's in the article. They mentioned how, like, it's in super, the article, literally. Yeah. Yeah. How badass villains in Star Wars are underutilized in, like, combat. So I think it's cool that we're, they're just in there because that's a tether, like, a part of The Force Awakens actually coming out in the movie, which yeah. is, I like to see that. Connectivity. Yeah. And, and I, I feel like there's, there's a mention in the article that says there's things that have always been planned. And it seems like there's more like of a plan now that's going to connect these three movies than maybe that there was previously. Yeah. Well, I think JJ Abrams said that at one point that he was thinking about rather than just finishing this specific trilogy of the new movies, he's finishing the entirety of it, like from the beginning of the saga to the end. So get a little choked up over here. Yeah, dude. <laughs> um, we get our first close-up image of Carrie Russell's character. Um, I don't have the name in front of me, but 
Um, we don't know anything. Bliss, something bliss here. Yeah. Uh, we don't have, uh, you know, we don't know anything about the character. What's it called? I'll, I'll get it in a second. Um, but um, it's cool. Like, it's a very cool looking, like the helmet's cool. You kind of get, I don't, I always say this. I said this about Captain Phasma and everybody else. But um, I don't know. I feel like she's going to like play an important part to the story. I don't feel like, I'll put it this way. Because they're wrapping up the Skywalker trilogy, I don't think they would be introducing new characters that weren't really important parts to the story, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think I don't think you're going to see no, characters that are like get, mm-hmm. like filler characters. I just don't that doesn't seem cuz you didn't really get a lot of that in The Force Awakens. The, every character that was introduced served a very specific purpose. Mm-hmm. Um so that was really cool. God, yeah, which was one of the name. things that pissed me off about The Last Jedi that it ended on a character that nobody knew, which was like the kid that Right. Sweeping or whatever. Um, and then you scroll through, you see more stuff from the set. There's a thing in the article that C-3PO does something really surprising in this movie. What do you guys think that is? I think he kills somebody. <gasps> oh, that I mean, cool. maybe maybe not like a good person. I think he's going. I mean, there's that picture of him wearing like Chewbacca's like the bandolier you know, gear oh, yeah, and yeah, holding. Yeah. I think maybe he takes out some enemies or something. Maybe he does some fighting back and maybe that's something that. You don't get a lot of him doing. Uh, okay. Zori Bliss is the name. Ah, there it is. Okay. Um, and then, yeah, you got that shot of Finn and uh, Jana, who I still think is probably going to end up being Finn's sister. That's what I think. That's my guess. Maybe, yeah. Um, so every, a lot of, everybody's guessing that she'll be Lando's daughter, uh, but who knows? Yeah. Uh, you got this really- I'm down for whatever, honestly. So the, I want to talk about this shot of Kylo and Rey fighting. Um, looks like there's water. Like this looks like they could be on the remnants of that Death Star we saw in the trailer. Um, it looks like that, or they're either on a ship, they're on the top of a ship, or something. Yeah. yeah. Either way, it's gonna be a f- God. I'm very excited, and then I really love this shot of uh, inside the Millennium Falcon with Lando, uh, Poe Dameron, BB-8, Dio, and Chewbacca. Yeah. And they're all kind of leaning. Like it's just yeah. a. It's just a. It does. It's just cool. Like it's There's just a cool. lot of character and like personality being shown in that photo. It's I like it a lot. God, kind of miss Han Solo. Not gonna lie. Yeah. Wish yeah. he was there. Yeah. Dio's pretty we're cool. Gonna, we're gonna get a little bit of. We're gonna get a little bit of Han Solo. You think so? Well, there's no. Well, I mean, there's no way. There's not gonna be some sort of flashback or something. Like if you're gonna do the very last, you know, it's the it's 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 ending the trilogy, like. I, I can definitely not just the trilogy, the whole Skywalker story. There's going to be some sort of shot of Leia, Han and Luke. Maybe a maybe even if it's just a shot from one of the original films is just kind of a flashback. or something. We're going to see those three characters on screen well, together. Here's, here's something I thought of, you know, that line in the trailer. Nobody's ever really gone. As the Jedi have developed their their abilities i mean what if what if there was the ability to see like a force ghost han somehow or to mm-hmm. resurrect han like you never know what like, if uh, what if han comes back with a uh... <laughs> what if he just comes back and he's got the metal legs just like darth maul uh-huh. <laughs> yes dude i want to see not what i planned on um there has to be some plane of existence or some place where i, I bet we're getting some I bet we're getting some Obi-Wan in this movie. Yeah. Somehow. Yeah. Somehow. Yeah, I think that 
I, I feel like this movie is going to have a holy shit moment. Like, like, like on your left, kind of like something Maybe. like, like a moment where we're seeing force ghost, you know, Obi-Wan, Luke, Yoda, Mace Windu, Qui-Gon, J- like just something that's just like, wow, this really is tying it all together. Um, yeah. They're all standing around a campfire celebrating with Ewoks. Um, <laughs> but yeah, this shot with Luke and R2 is crazy. And my, when I first saw it, I thought maybe that was from the scene they always show, which is when the Jedi Temple gets burned down. But it's not. Um, it's fucking beautiful. It's it's later on. That's that's because uh, his hair's grown out. Luke looks different. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, I mean, who knows? Like I said, possibilities are endless. I, dude, I just hope this is a three-hour movie too. Like, I hope it's a four-hour movie because I don't want it to end. So, uh, yeah, very excited about Star Wars. I, I definitely recommend everybody goes and reads this uh, Vanity Fair article. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I don't get fucks to give, but uh, I give it ten. Okay, <laughs> I can do that. Um, can do any, that. Anything fine. else before we uh, move on? No, I don't. I don't think so. Cool. It's good. And I it's thought this, I thought the stuff with Billy Lord. Uh, Oh, we have a cat in here. Cat. Carrie, Carrie Fisher's daughter and how she's going to share a scene with her mom. I thought that's really, yeah. really cool. Mm-hmm. I thought that was cool, too. Um, all right, cool. Pretty cool. Last but not least, <laughs> only us have some podcast. <laughs> puts the fin- We've never talked about Game of Thrones before in our entire existence, but we're going to put the finale at the end of the fuck budget. Um, Do it. I figured we had to talk about it. It's a big moment in pop culture. Every um, single person's talking about it, so... Before we before we get into this and, and wrap up this fuck budget, Abby, what was your your level of fandom of Game of Thrones uh, throughout the series? Can I just tell you how many fucks I gave? Not yet. All right, my investment in Game of Thrones has been pretty minimal. I haven't read any of the books. Do you have any um, collectibles? No. Any shirts? No. No prints either, and I've never done a costume. But you've seen every episode. I have seen every episode. Who's um, your favorite character? Arya. Okay. And then the Hound, and I like uh, Tormund, and Brienne of Tarth. Jon Snow's okay. So yeah, I mean everybody knows a little bit about it, but I personally like I don't think my investment level is anywhere near a lot of people's. Um, it's not a show that I think about when the, it's not on television. I kind of like the fact that it is a heavily watched show, and it feels like the like last water cooler show or whatever. Um, but I do um, I don't care nearly as much about it as I do about other shows. I think. It's a very well done show, though. Um, and I know people certainly cared and had a lot of opinions about the finale. OK, before we give fucks, Jake, same questions. What was your level of fandom? Um, I didn't start watching the show at the beginning. It was one of those things that you always heard about. Like people people really, really love the show and it's very vocal. There, there are things that have happened in the course of this show that if you're not watching, you still know what they are or, or, red wedding. or at least could give you, yeah, like the red, like I I wasn't watching the show when the red wedding happened, but I remember being like something fucking crazy happened on some TV show last <laughs> night. And I remember being like, apparently there's also dragons now on this show. Yeah. Apparently everybody is hot on this show and, and they're naked fucking. at some point. <laughs> they're apparently also there's, heavy incest in the sh- I just remember being like I know a lot more about this show than I think I should without seeing it uh, I think around season um, how many seasons was it complete it's eight right yeah okay eight, eight seasons I think maybe during season five is when I started watching I and I watched all of it pretty quickly like I caught up with it pretty quickly 
Um, and then I watched the last uh, two or three seasons kind of as they as they came out. Um, I also don't own any sort of Game of Thrones merchandise. I don't think I ever would buy anything. But also that show is very well done. Like it is a very good show. I think um, I think especially uh, seasons one through seven is some of the like it's some of the best stuff I would go even like, uh, you know, we'll talk about what we all think of the finale or whatever. Um, but uh, I would go like I, I, I see myself already kind of being like, I kind of want to start over now that it's all out and just watch it all again and see if I feel, you know, if I feel different or, you know, just like knowing everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's a really great show. Yeah. Cool. Uh, who, who are your favorite characters? Uh, the Hound has always been my favorite character. Um, there's all kinds of people who kind of come and go that are fun to watch. I always rooted for Daenerys. Uh, she was never like my favorite character, but I I always liked her because just because she's always been like she's just like a badass. She always has been until season eight. She's always been like someone that I feel like anybody would really root for. Mm -hmm. But the hound has always been my favorite character because he's like, he's kind of a piece of shit, but then he's also really funny. He doesn't give a fuck about anybody. He kind of has a little bit of an arc from, from being like completely a piece of shit to becoming like a pretty good dude. Um, and I, I've all I, like him and Arya's uh, storyline throughout the entire show has, has, I think, been one of the best. Uh, whenever they go off on their their, um, you know, they go off on a hike together. And, a little uh, hike. Just a little that, walk. That was a very fun part of the show. Like that was a very it, it was very fun. And there's a lot of uh, there was a lot of good character stuff happening between both of them at that point in the show. Cool. Yeah, I agree. Well, we're out of time now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Having said all that, dude, people would complain about this episode as much as they complained about the finale. If we just the, my biggest complaint about the season eight is the total lack of nudity and strong sexual situations in the last five episodes. Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Not time for that anymore. If I don't see that Anne and that SS, I yeah, don't watch. I it's what I live for. It'll literally turn my night around. All right, Jake, how many fucks on this finale? Well, I only. Um, if you've been keeping count, <laughs> have not. I, I, I only I gave one thing four fucks, and I gave something else five fucks. I only have one fuck to give, um, and that's all I gave it. Um, I, I, uh, I felt so weird with just the entire last season of the show. And about three or four episodes in, we had a conversation where I was like, "Oh, there's some weirdness going on," but I, I still kind of like this. But the last. Uh, I would say um, starting with the battle uh, with, you know, the Night King and the White Walkers, I pretty much thought it was all really bad. I I didn't like a lot of it. I think, you know, like people complain a lot when any show ends, you know, there's always people who don't like something. And a lot of times I think it's really easy to be to just be like, Okay, well, this is not the way I would have liked it to gone. I don't like it. And sometimes, you know, (sighs) this feels like a different case to me. It's not it's like it's not that I'm upset that the ending is different than what I thought it was going to be. The things that that are upsetting about this last season of the show is 
they really like, I mean, there really are multiple storylines and arcs that have been slowly being crafted in like a very beautifully written way from season one that literally completely go in the opposite direction within like two episodes. And it makes no sense. It's just like, that's the kind of stuff that's angering. I think there's some really great stuff in the, in the, in the finale. I, I I'm, I'm fine with the way it ended with like Bran on the throne and, you know, the characters kind of going their own way. I do think what they did to Daenerys's character, as far as the writing is completely stupid and makes absolutely no sense with season one through seven. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, and I, well, before I chime in, Abby, why don't you go for it? Well, I <clears throat> definitely agree with Jake on like the departure from the character that we've grown to know with Daenerys in the last couple episodes. Um, and in this last season, I, however, was, I was on her side for some of the show and definitely like, uh, identified and thought she was very cool, but because she has started to like, I don't know, maybe it was at some point last season. I, I I'm not sure which or when, but I kind of fell off of her train. I gave the finale 0.5, half of a fuck, because that's all I have left to give as well. Um, I think that I, like, the storylines I cared about were being Arya's, the Hound, uh, Brienne of Tarth. I liked the way that they had their stuff wrapped up. I liked seeing Arya go off into sail to whatever's west of Westeros, and I liked that Again, that's kind of like that. You can fill in the blanks of what her timeline's going to be. Hey, maybe there'll be another show. That would be neat. Um, I didn't mind that wrap up. I thought that the stuff with um, Daenerys turning and becoming consumed by power, because I guess absolute power corrupts absolutely or whatever the fucking phrase is. Um, I guess that you could like on paper see how that follows other stories or, or like it makes some sense like the the throne itself consumed her and then seeing her be stabbed by Jon Snow I guess spoilers guys there you go um it's like it felt Shakespearean to me and as did the stuff with Jamie and Cersei down underground because their escape became their entombment and entrapment and the city that they basically like used to rule dif- like <laughs> came down upon them. Who built this city? <laughs> Sorry. So I didn't like hate that. There was, for me, I was like, I'm satisfied. That's kind of, it's neat and tidy. I know that some people complain saying that's too neat and tidy. Um, I like seeing the hound and the mountain. That's his name, right? Like go yeah. at it. That shit was fun. I enjoyed it. And uh, Dr. Mountain is his father. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't really have that many complaints to be completely honest. Like, I thought it. W- I I finished it because I I didn't have that much of a like anticipation or something that I expected to see, and because I didn't have the love of or the need for Daenerys to, I, it just didn't bother me. I was just kind of like fuck her anyway at this point. Yeah. Um, I like Arya. I, I think so. <laughs> I don't know if anybody even wants my. Yeah, opinion, we want but, your opinion. Uh, I didn't have a, really an issue with any of the characters, motiv- like uh, their motivations or, or the decisions that they made. I think the thing that's jarring is that the the pacing of the first basically six and a half seasons is very long and very drawn out. So therefore, let's take Jamie, for instance, him deciding that uh, he's going to go back to Cersei. 
Um, and then the traveling back to her, like that's something that they used to stretch out over a season. That would be an arc for a character. This season did have really fast travel times. Yeah. And not that, and I, and I get why they had to do it because they were wrapping up. But when you have a story that's written a certain way for so long, when you start accelerating it at that pace. And when your source material runs out. It's also a little problematic. Well, that's that's another story. But how long ago did the source material run out? Haven't hasn't haven't they been, it's been writing it around. for multiple seasons? Yeah. Or? Mm-hmm. Let's say what season did the book stop? Um, but like for instance, Daenerys. What happened with her made total sense to me. Her basically losing her mind and going crazy. Like all of that I got, but. The way it was executed was so rushed that, like, I compared it to pro wrestling. Uh-huh. When when there's like a tag team that that is that is going to be breaking up in wrestling, and listen, friend of the podcast Zach Ryder could speak to this one. Uh huh. They start hinting at it like six months to a year ahead of time, and they're just, it's like a slow burn. That's the that is the main issue. That's the main issue. Right. I I could buy. I can buy Daenerys becoming consumed with the power of the throne, right? We don't ever even see her get to the throne. It it happens in such a – you can't take seasons one through seven are mainly about a woman who starts off as a slave. She is raped. She has a fucking lunatic as a brother. Her family history is insane. And literally the entire show is about how this woman overcomes her family, overcomes rape, overcomes slavery, liberates these slaves, moves on, destroys all the bad guys, does like everything good up and like it, it gets to the point where all of the people that are in the show that you also like that are like the good guys are like this is the, this is, there's nobody better. And then if you, if you want to take that kind of care, like that kind of character is built up over many, many obstacles and seasons in, 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 in some really great writing. And if she, you want to, you're making me mad, Jake. I'm like, I, I'm just, fuck it. I I'm hate just it. trying to, I mean, I, I don't, I'm not trying to change your mind. I'm just saying like they, they spent a very long time. And they, I got they, it. I figured they put it out. that character through a lot of shit, uh-huh. which is if hold on, hold on. Let me finish. If you want to if you want to make that character a, a fucking do a heel turn, that is OK. But it takes just as long to make that a believable heel turn as it did to make you believe how great of a person that is. And they did it in two fucking episodes. Yeah. They did it in such a quick and pointless and like lame and unsatisfying way. And to kill off that character in the fucking dumbest, laziest of ways after eight seasons is just annoying. Yeah, I agree with you in, on a lot of these points because like her, I get it. She lost two of her dragons, which. <sighs> but she lost her councilwoman and like best right, she friend. lost two of her dragons and, and her that best was, friend and, and she, it was a very traumatic way that she was killed in front of her but like her and Jon Snow did not get together till like last season right yeah so 
I feel like imagine if there was two more seasons of of that balance of will she or won't she? Is she that's going what it to- needed? That's what it needed to be. There's not enough time. So they 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 make a really quick point in season eight to show you that like maybe Arya and Sansa and also Tyrion are kind of like, well, what is he, what are you doing? And they, <laughs> yeah. and they, and, and the, the, the writers, the writers rely on the audience seeing that those characters are weary of her. And they're hoping like, Hey, they, they're basically hoping, Hey, if Tyrion is looking at her funny, then you should look at her funny. Mm. But we have been watching the show for fucking seven seasons of the complete opposite. So it's like they just need more time to yeah. turn her into it that. It doesn't villain. do justice or respect the character that they've built slowly over all those seasons to have her turn so quickly. Exactly. Exactly. And they kind of did the same thing with fucking uh, Jamie Lannister because he starts off. He's the complete opposite of Daenerys. You know, he starts off a fucking piece of shit and he kind of you kind of become you know, you, you turn to like him. He knights Brienne mm-hmm. and you're like, he's a knight. He's he's genuinely like a good guy now. And then in the last fucking episode, he's like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to go be with my sister. And you're like, what? So, yeah, I think oh, why? Yeah. In, in past years, Game of Thrones, like I've always found the storylines to be more interesting than the the battles like the battles the big blow off is always like the whatever. episode before the big battle this season was my favorite so I feel like ever of imagine game if instead imagine if, if game of thrones had two more like this season imagine if season nine was the last season and this season was all about the build-up to the battle of winterfell and we got eight episodes building up to the battle with the night king and then yeah. and then that ended they had the battle, all the same stuff transpired. Ja- but then it, it season eight ends with Jamie deciding to leave to go back to King's Landing, and various things happening with Daenerys and in, in that that heel turn kind of starting. And then next season is all the build up to the Battle of King's Landing, where you yeah. have seven episodes of tension and Jon Snow being questioned and and like and wondering what and then. That stab to the heart means a lot more after basically two years of buildup, mm-hmm. more than like basically an episode and a half of buildup. Like, I knew yeah, that also. Ooh, that shit, I saw it coming as the second you see him walk in. It's like, oh, he's armed. She's yeah. gonna die. I mean, that's what that's what the show needed, and I and I did read that like HBO was like, hey, you guys can have as many seasons as you want basically and george R. R. martin was also like you guys need probably like three more seasons to to wrap this up the way he was thinking mm-hmm. but they just didn't want to no and they i don't do and star I don't, wars and I, and I don't know if it's because like of other yeah i don't know if it's because they knew star wars is happening and they just needed to get off of this project or if maybe they're you know they spent I don't know, 10 years of their lives doing this and maybe they're just kind of done with it. But that's ultimately the reason that this last season I have seen, like I've seen, you know, a few of the actors kind of being like, uh, like also a little disappointed with some of the ways Mm -hmm. it's gone. And it's just like, I, I didn't really, you know, the first few episodes I thought I liked, you know, the first few episodes of the season, I thought they were fine. But whenever you had, whenever you had the, the episode where they fight the white walkers and it's like you learn nothing about the White Walkers. You don't see the Night King do anything really cool 
and he just gets killed by Arya super quick. I know it was a long episode, but it's just like all I was like, there have been other battles in this show that were more compelling and, you know, easier to see anxious, you know, and like I felt I felt more anxious just watching Tyrion walking up to the castle with um, Cersei, you know, I was like, there was more tension in that than there was in that entire episode of the Night King. And we've been talking about the fucking Night King the entire show. And it was just like, boom, done. We're over. And and it kind of felt the same way with Cersei, you know, like you. You would think that they would write a satisfying death to the woman who's been the main villain of the entire show. And it's like, Oh, actually she, uh, she, none of the good characters actually get the satisfaction of killing her, seeing her die. And she also dies in the arms of the only person she loves. Right. So good for her. I changed my opinion. Fuck this show. I'm very upset. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think everybody wants, I I still think, I still think it's a great show overall. Like, I mean, there, there's so much good stuff in seasons one through seven. And there are aspects of the ending of the show that I think work. And I think I think the plot lines could have been fine. It just it needed two or three more seasons to make it believable. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's start a petition. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't as angry as some people were, but like, I think I think it's hard for if you're just a casual TV viewer, people know they're angry. But I think a lot of people don't know why they're angry. And I think a lot of it has to do with. Just the way the story was told for seven years, even though the the last season, the episode, do you remember like going into the season? Everyone was like, dude, this is going to be epic. Every episode is going to be like its own movie. Yeah. They're like an yeah. hour and a half. Well, that's and what yeah. they said in the promo for it. They're like, every episode has been like its own movie. But filming it. they were longer, but they didn't feel like movies. They felt like they just longer episodes of Game of Thrones. So, yeah. I, I wouldn't say that I'm angry at the ending. I would just say that I'm a little bummed out. Like I'm, I'm, I, I'm left disappointed with some of these weird choices. I think I agree. I think it's a little dissatisfying when compared to some of the other options they could have gone with, or maybe a little bit of an easy way out to put Jamie and Cersei down lot, there. I've seen, I've seen a lot of argument and this isn't stuff that I will like jump into and it's not stuff that I've really clicked on and, and read all the way through, but I've seen a lot of people really mad about the Daenerys thing. And they're saying that, you know, they took a character that was like a, a very, very strong female positive character and just made her basically be like, Oh, she's got a crazy family. She's crazy. And yeah. they're like, that's, that's pretty negative, uh, you know, stereotype to throw out there. And yeah. I mean, that sucks that that's the kind of backlash we're getting here. But uh, I mean, that's kind of it's kind of what they did. (laughs) Yeah, Jake, she was a strong, empowered female. It sounds like even you were inspired by her. And I never really liked Daenerys, but I I just I mean, I like I like I really did, especially when she like became the breaker of chains. Dude, especially when she was Sarah Connor. It's the dragons, dude. It's the dragons. It's like the the dragons dragons get you in. I don't know, man. You're watching a show when you're watching a show like this, where you have characters like Joffrey and you have so many just pieces of shit. Yeah. Dude, so many on. people in the show are Wait. awful. Jake that you're wants just to be like, father of dragons. You, you're <laughs> absolutely right. And I'll, uh, we can we can close off on this. But the sh- the reason why Cersei's death is so um, dissatisfying and not satisfying is because the show. Look how Joffrey died. Yeah. Poisoned. 
at his yeah, own fucking what was it? his wedding or whatever whatever it was and it was humiliating and he got yeah. what he deserved and this was and a, the show's but the show's full of stuff like that right when, when seriously's walking down the thing and everybody did the shame thing like yeah fuck yeah. this bitch she's getting what i mean deserved. even even when it's even when it's the good guys getting like even i'm just like the red wedding even those are all those are all characters that are good guys those are all people you like that yeah. are getting killed in the red wedding but that episode is so brutal Me? and like hmm. it's kind of terrifying you know yeah. like there's that part where there's a I, I rewatched that scene the other day. I was rewatch. I've been going through like on YouTube and watched rewatch. The, the show's been on for so long. It's like I can't even remember some of the stuff that happens in the show. And I, I rewatched the Red Wedding. And, you know, there's a scene where like a pregnant woman gets stabbed in her belly like six uh. times. And I'm just like, this is awful. But also like this is what this show is about. You know, there's the fucking mountain gouges you know, what's his name's eyes out and crushes. There's a lot of really brutal shit in the Mm -hmm. show. And it feels like season eight is the PG version of this show. Like they glossed over. I could see the all gone. There's no like, you know, the, the main deaths, you know, uh, some rubble fell on them. I could (laughs) see them in the writer's room probably being like, Oh, it'll be so fucked up. They're on their way to escape her and Jamie. But then the city, all the rubble blocks it off and then they're trapped and they die down there. But that doesn't, I thought Jamie. Not as bad as it should. I be. thought Jamie slept with Brienne and realized that maybe he did, he realized. I don't know if it's like I loved her, but I thought he was going to be like. I realized how terrible my sister was, and she has to get what's coming to her. I thought that's what it was too. I thought when he left Brienne, I didn't think he was like. I got to go back to my sister. I I thought he was like. You know what? I got to end this before anybody else gets killed. I thought he was going to try to kill Cersei. You know, I thought he was doing the same thing Arya was. I thought he was trying to kind of get a heads up. He knows he would, he could get close to her. He knows she wouldn't see that like coming from him. I thought, I thought he was like, I, I gotta go get rid of it. I gotta end this entire war. Yeah. And then and, like, he was get just to her like, before everything happened. And then, he, then they just hug and I'm like, Oh, it's just, this is weird. Yeah. Well, listen, we could go on all day, but we got to wrap things up. My favorite part of Game of Thrones was the picture that surfaced of like Bran, Arya and Sansa, like all sitting before (laughs) in between takes and like Sansa's like vaping and Bran has no pants on and Arya's got sunglasses on. I love that. It makes me so happy. I I do. I do love the way. Like I said, the Hound was my favorite character. He's been my favorite character since I can remember. And I, I kind of expected that sort of ending for him. Like I figured it was going to go down with him and the mountain, both being killed. And even though I feel like that was a little predictable, that to me was the most satisfying thing in the entire show. Like his storyline and that battle with him in the mountain, I think is the best thing of the season. Yeah, it was good. And it, and that was, that was pretty, uh, Hold on. Sorry, Jake. Somebody just commented on your, your Godzilla clip on YouTube. We read it out loud? Yeah, I can. <laughs> okay. I think we owe it to the people. Uh, and this will be a good segue to uh, our social media. Without a hint of irony, I say that this is the best of a ridiculously extensive Godzilla memorabilia collection that I can think of. Uh, <laughs> I love that. Nice. <laughs> cool. All right, everybody. So speaking of YouTube, make sure that you're heading over to the Yes Have Some YouTube channel for new content. We're going to be putting up some more videos, a couple reaction videos, Terminator trailer reaction video, all sorts of stuff. You can find us on Facebook 
at facebook.com slash yes have some cast and of course instagram and twitter at yhs podcast and the official website is yhspodcast.com uh we do ask and we haven't plugged this in a while if you are a subscriber we want you to subscribe to us on itunes wherever you get your podcasts and it would mean the world to us if you could go to itunes and leave us a review we really appreciate it helps us out more than you know. If it's good, we'll read it on the show. We will. If it's bad, we still might read it because sometimes they're funny. <laughs> All right. Uh, we also have an official Facebook group called Yes Have Some Group Therapy. Abby, tell them about it. It's so easy. If you're already on our Facebook page, just scroll down and you will see Yes Have Some Group Therapy pop up. Ask to join. And one of the three of us will approve you very quickly and once you're inside of our group you can post um quality content stuff that you are collecting uh things that you want to collect uh old photos of your childhood collection whatever you want as long as it's good and related to the podcast if it's something we talk about then put it up there i don't know what we're doing sorry we got some music going jake's video is playing jake's video is not playing (laughs) yeah, uh, Jake did a great video. Follow us on YouTube. All that, all that stuff, y'all. Just we're everywhere, and we love you. Yeah, and we got a lot of fun stuff coming up, including our big trip to Los Angeles and Ghostbusters Fan Fest. We're hopefully Ooh. on top of everything else. We will maybe be getting uh, some new footage, a new title, mm-hmm. poster, something from the new movie. I'm very yeah. excited. I gotta get a new bathing suit. I gotta go shopping. All that, Jake, uh, <laughs> Abigail. Any final thoughts? No, um, is there? No. This has been a long marathon of podcasts. Long episode. And I like it. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right, everybody. We will see you next time for episode 151. My name is Craig Goldberg, Abigail Gardner, Jacob Walsh. We will be back. Mm-hmm. Just like Terminator. Mm-hmm. We'll be back. The day after Judgment Day. Boy. <laughs> All right. Bye, everybody. The fifth Bye. Judgment Day. Bye, y'all. <laughs>